Oi gente, what's good, what's going on? How y'all doing today? This is Sergio Perez, your host for the Ginkgo Podcast. I appreciate y'all tuning in yet again. We are on episode 5, and the topic of this episode is cars. Uh, cars play a huge part of my teenage life. I was one of the few kids in high school who had uh, a car. I had a 1991 240SX S13. I love that car. It saddens me to say that at the time of this podcast, I was involved in a car accident about, what, two, almost two weeks. It happened last week, Tuesday. Today is Friday. I'm actually recording this at like 3 in the morning. I have my little bullet points here so I don't lose track. And I was editing my last videos and noticed how much ums I do and add like dead airspace. I don't even know if that's the right term. Just dead. Just no sound. Um, so, see, uh, like it's crazy how you realize how you talk while you're editing your podcast. Like there's so many things that I noticed I wanted to change. For when I do this next one, so. Um, but yeah, let's let's keep it going. Like I said, I had an S thirteen, nineteen ninety one. I still have it. Like I said at the time of this, there's it's. I was involved in an incident, I'm waiting for the police report so I can get it. Not my fault. Lady turned in to my lane while I was going straight. For whatever reason, she stopped mid turn. We made contact, and uh, yeah, she got the ticket. I didn't. So I'm waiting for it to come out. Really looking for this to be a blessing in disguise. Uh, surprisingly to myself, I was not as upset as I thought I would be when it happened. Which is a good thing. And just shows to my personal development, I guess. Because I was expecting myself to be really upset. Not only that, after the incident, I had to walk to my house. It was like an hour and a half walk. And this was literally the day after New Year's. So it was just like, bam, you know, I'm, I'm putting all this out and this ended up happening. So it hurt my heart to see it. S13 with the Sylvia front end. Don't get me wrong. It needed love. It wasn't in like the best condition, but this year was supposed to be the year to do that. Like me doing the podcast, me doing everything that I've been putting myself, like all my energy into was... To eventually be able to start doing stuff to the car as well. And then this happened in it. But it didn't. Like I said. It didn't even feel like I got stuck. Or it was a hindrance or anything like that. It just. I don't know. It, that's just how. That's just how I felt. It it didn't bother me at all. Surprisingly. And that's like. You know. I consider her my baby. I've had this car. Since I was. 15 and a half years old, the first car I've ever owned, and I still have it to this day. If anybody who hears this went to Gardena High School in California, Gardena, California specifically, from the years of 2003 to 2007, I was the kid with the black 240SX. If anybody remembers, that was me. Still have it. I'm still going to get it back. Even if it gets total, give me the check. I'm getting it back and I'm fixing that shit. I've always, it's funny 
everybody who owns a car can relate. You get a car, not maybe in this specific scenario, but like, let's say for me, for myself, right? I got my car at 15 and a half, uh, a 240SX at that clean, very clean with the silver front end already, right? It got jacked about a few months after I got, not even, I think, I think it was like a week or two, maybe a month or two after I got it. I can't remember at this point, but I didn't have it no more than like two, three months. Uh, I had went to, this is what I think happened. I went, we went to a car meet, like a street racing car meet out in California. That's where I used to say in, in Gardena. We went to a car meet and I think that's when like, it just became a target. It landed eyes on somebody and somebody decided that they are, right, this is what I'm going to take. And I remember the day it happened. I was asleep. It was in the summer. I was asleep. My buddies come home. Cause my door was always open for my buddies to come through. They knew. So like they would, I, I would be knocked out and they would just show up. Like that's the kind of friendship I have with my buddies. They can just show up, but unlocked unannounced. One of my buddies came in and said, Hey bro, where's your car? And I'm like, Oh man, he's playing. So I just go right back to sleep. My other homie comes like, I don't honestly, I, I go back to sleep. So I don't know how long it was between him, but another friend of mine comes and says, yo, where's your whip? And I said, I'm like, man, whatever. My sister comes in the room. She goes, she calls. So my house name in the house is Negro. So I'm Spanish household. My parents are from Guatemala. I'm the darkest one in the house, skinned. So my house name in the house is Negro. So my sister comes in and she goes, Negro, where's your car? Immediately, I'm just like, oh, fuck. If she's in here, where the fuck is my car? I go out there, it's not where I left it. And immediately the pit in my stomach, like, fuck, they jacked my whip, man. What the fuck? Call the police, do the whole nine. My grandma tells me to do some shit with a candle. I do it. No less than 24 hours later, I get a call from the cops. Not to say that it worked, but not to say that it didn't work either. I get a call from the cops. Saying, hey, we found your vehicle, this, this, and that. All right, cool. Me and my dad go the next day to pick it up. Because, you know, I'm 15 and a half. It's under his name. It's his car. Excuse me, I'm drinking water. So we go to the impound, get the car. And as soon as I see the car, everything that they took for the car, I was like, immediately, I was like, I would have taken the same shit. They took the front end, which for the Sylvia front end, you're going to have the two front bumpers from the front. Sorry, the two front fenders from the front, left and right, driver's side, passenger side, uh, fenders, side fenders. You're going to have the front bumper. You're going to have the bracket to hold the headlights because originally they come with flip-up lights and now these are going to become stationary lights. So you need a bracket to hold the new headlights. Then you're going to have a grill that's going to occupy the space between the headlights and you have to have a new hood. I'm not mistaken, that's everything. The headlights, the grill, the front bumper, the side fenders, and the hood. Yeah, all that. They took all that. I had a Momo steering wheel. I remember I had because I had bought the vehicle from uh, an Asian gentleman who stayed out in San Gabriel. I had the Momo steering wheel, like a small one too. Like, um, I don't even know what diameter it would have been, but it was considerably smaller than like a standard one. Now that I'm looking at this ring light, it, it looked damn near almost the diameter of the ring light. Maybe a little bit bigger. Uh, what else did it have? 
the Grady Shift knob, if I didn't mention that already, which was all metallic. Which I remember, like, during the summer times, me and my buddies used to try to, like, see who could take the burn the longest. Like, just grab it and hold it. Now that I think about it, I had to have had it for at, uh, at least two, three months. I had it during the school season, and it got jacked during the summer. So, yeah, I did have to have it for a few months. Because when they took it, that I remember that took the, the, the shift knob. They took the change thing in the, center, in the middle. The center console... Because apparently that shit's expensive on a 240. Uh, the radio, obviously. Speakers. I don't remember if they took the speakers or not. Um, I had strut bars. Front and rear strut bars that I got. Anybody that remembers Gardena back in the days, those years that I'm talking about, 0307. There used to be a store on, what was that? Redondo Beach between Normandy and Western called Triple R right next to a subway. They used to import Japanese car parts from there. Like, I remember going there to get... Well, I never even got them, but they had, like, top... What are they called? Best motoring videos, which in originally Japan, they were, like, called top version or whatever. They had them there. Originally in Japan, like, the guy that ran the store barely spoke any English. Like, there was only a guy that would come every once in a while that... Well, like, he was the one that was actually the translator. But for the most part barely anything like you just go there with the price pay you gone you out but he had those dvds they used to have magazines as well i don't even remember what the magazines were called but they had the magazine like i remember having cut i still have them in a box in a garage i remember taking the cutouts because it was like that newspaper kind of texture like that recycled um it was like a risk like a recycled book type of thing but i they had it often like we used to go there me and my buddies and just pick those up like i was the kind of person that like i subscribed to modified mag super street import tuner i think at the end i ended up having a modified mag there was one that we had seen at amazon that was called bonsai mag which was like it was a pretty big one in japan but that shit was expensive but it was a big magazine we talking like maybe like an 11 inch by 17 inch kind of magazine like that shit was huge and i don't even think it came out monthly it might have been like a, a bi-monthly thing. I might even be completely wrong at this point. I, I haven't even researched it. Like a, me talking about this right now just triggered that memory. 240. Yeah, so when I got the car and I saw it, I was like, fuck, that's exactly what I would have taken. And I didn't know this, but so eventually I graduate high school. I get another front end. I put it in the car. I end up going to Universal Technical Institute and Rancho Cucamonga to learn how to work on cars and stuff like that. And there's a class that we're doing for suspension. And, and so we take my car in and we realize that one of my, one of my uh, uh, what do you call it? Classmates, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever used that term. One of the dudes I went to school with, he was like, yo, uh, are you aware that your suspension is not connected to your body? And I said, uh, what are you talking about? And he tells me, and he tells me, he's like, yo, like, and, and like I, the, all the bolts are still there. He's like, bro, you're, you don't have no bolts holding your suspension down. That shit is just, you just have the weight of the body on your suspension. I was like, what are you talking about? And he walks me to the back. He's like, bro, I, like, I understand what he's saying, but it's just like, nah, there's no way. I've driven over speed bumps many a times. I've driven my car for months. Since it had been stolen. Turns out that when they 
jack the car and remove the front and rear sway bars they didn't obviously why would you you're just stripping the car they didn't put the suspension back the suspension bolts back on the bolts that, that are for the coilovers so they were just sitting there all it would have taken was a nasty ass speed bump for the body to just hop off the bolts and it would have just been resting on the bolts and out who the fuck knows what could have happened to me i could have had a crazy ass fucking accident but yeah that's that's what happened to the 240 and then i got it back and then you know we fixed it or whatever and then i had it for years and then over time it just i just got lazy with the maintenance to be honest physical maintenance i just i still did my oil changes and all that stuff it ran and i started having issues like within the last year or two but like just issues you would expect to have the car's from 91 it's 2023 or it was 2023 when i was working on it so i can't even math right now it's like 30 something years old 32 33 years old 32 years old like yo that shit's bounce i just have started having issues which i didn't mind having it was causing me to work on it kind of relearning the shit i didn't want to learn it was motivating me to want to work on what i wanted to work on on the car Shout out to my buddy Nardo. Whenever I'd have an issue, I would reach out to him. Thanks to like technology, I could just send him a quick video message on Instagram. He can reply back to me, video chat. Um, we would also speak on Gran Turismo when we play Gran Turismo. And, um, you know, just go off of that. Just have the whole communication talk right there, update. He works on his Evo. And stuff like that so he'll update us on what he got going on and stuff like that he sends us videos too so you know technology makes it a lot easier to keep in touch with people even from a distance so and our buddies like we were all into cars like i had the 240 my buddy nardo who i just mentioned he had a i want to say an 86 or an 87 300zx a red one fire so if anybody remembers the red 300zx that was my buddy nardo then my buddy tony also same years of school he had a 87 or 88, I can't remember, but I know it was an MK3 Supra, Toyota Supra, stick shift, turbo. All of ours were stick shift. Well, I learned stick shift on the 240. And we used to just roll to high school. Like, I used to take my buddy, I used to take my homie Nardo in the whip with me to high school because he was a year younger than me. And then when he got his car, we used to just mob to school together. And we never even parked in the school parking lot. We would park like across the street. Because we don't trust parking in the school parking lot. Fuck that. So that was always fun. Just like, I remember the first, I don't know. I don't know if everybody had this experience, but my first car as a dude, man, I remember washing that bitch every month. That shit was clean. Giving rides at my moonroof work. Like, I don't know, man. Just those first couple of years talking about it now, like, fuck, man, I miss my car. I'm so mad that lady hit that shit now. That upsetness that I'm feeling. I'm feeling it right now. Like talk about this is, is like my therapy. Like oh, that shit's upsetting. But I'm not gonna go by. I'm not gonna go but through that. I'm just thinking positive. Like I said, just it happened for a reason. Maybe it was keeping me from a crazier accident. Who the fuck knows? Or maybe it was supposed to happen and it was supposed to be her fault because she had money. I hit like a some kind of Mercedes looking kind of car. It had like a grill in the front. It like sheared off my whole passenger fender. Upsetting. So we're we're gonna get through the bullet points of what I got here just so we could touch on cars. Like I said, the topic of this is cars. JDM cars specifically, so that's mostly what I fucked with is Japanese cars. 
like I said, obviously. Oh, and then my homie sent it. Eventually, he had a CRX, if I'm not mistaken. I might be completely wrong on that. I feel like I am wrong on that. But he had like a, it was some kind of Honda wagon kind of car at some point. And then uh, my buddy, Nora, Larry, my best friend at the time, and he was four years older than me. So he got the car way before I got my car. But he started with a Toyota Tercel, if I'm not mistaken. And then eventually he ended up getting a Corolla, a Toyota Corolla. So the A86 came out with two models. It was a SR5 and the A86. He had the SR5 model, which if I'm not mistaken, it was just like a single cam model engine. The body was the same. The motor was just a single cam. And then the A86 was, was the twin cam engine, if I'm not mistaken. But that's the one he had. And he had the hatchback model. It was, it was sick, though. We used to go to, in Gardena, there's a church called St. Anthony's. It's... I don't even remember what that one street is. 164th. Oh, no. Yeah. It's like 164th, and I can't remember the other one, but it's like right before you get to Gardena Boulevard in Vermont. Or like right before you get to Vermont, sorry, if I'm not mistaken. Between Vermont and Normandy. And there, that church used to have, and I remember this church, this street very well because an ex-girlfriend used to live down this block. But the church had like a J-turn. And like a very smooth one, like you, you had like it, if you were go down that street, it would force you to kind of make that turn. So we used to go there on rainy days, and he used to work at Fry's Electronics. I remember because he used to work. He like he used to come right off of work. He'd be having the khakis and the button up, and we used to take that turn. And he would just smash and hit the e brake and just start drifting that shit. I remember that many a times. We used to hit that shit. That shit was fun. So. And then, so this is going back to another idea I was having earlier that I had mentioned many, and I don't know if this just pertains to guys, but I know many guys can feel me when they, they get a car and then, especially me in high school, right? I had the car in high school and all I could do was think about what I wanted to do to the car, how I wanted to build it, especially having subscribed to all these magazines, right? SR20 swap, uh, especially me, I had, because I had the 240 SR25, uh, SR20 swap, S15 to a uh, turbo. Is it ball bearing T28, uh, HKS coilovers, like a whole kind of HKS build or KW coilover. Back then, you had also Tane, Tane, yeah, it should be Tane, it's in Japanese coilovers, which was like the top, top shit. You had, um, I don't know, dude, it was just so much bride seats, which is what I still would want ultimately in my whip, uh, you know, like. TE37s or what are they, the Z, ZE40s, Watanabe wheels, like this. You know, you just, you go through everything you want to do to the car. And then you get a job and you're like, fuck, I'm going to do this. Like, I finally got money so I could do the whip, right? And then, and I'm not going to say not every, because some, some people will put all their money into the car, but I was somewhat responsible. Like, I, I had to pay rent for shit at some point. Like, like life shit happened. I had to start buying food. Like, so all the money that would go to the whip all of a sudden goes to you being a responsible adult. And it's just like, fuck. And then now that I'm like, I'm a, a, a six, I'm not even going to say a successful adult because who the fuck is a successful adult? Let's be real. But 
I'm adulting successfully. Let's say I'm, you know, I got a house. I pay mortgage, you know, I don't rent. So that saves a lot because renting is crazy. Um, you know, I have my little side hustles that I'm always trying to do. I have myself trying to start the brand right now. So, so, you know, like now I was building up, I was trying to build something now so that I could eventually start using that to using my success and the, my, you know, my financial freedom to be like, all right, now I can start fixing my car and doing what I wanted to do. Ultimately, like I said, it's the first car I ever got at 15 and a half when I got my license and everything or permit 16, I got my license and then I'm 34 right now, 34 right now. So I've had the car longer than half my life at this point, more than half my lifetime. All right. That's, that's insane for me to think about. And the car was still in great condition. Like I said, it still ran very well. Like, you know, like I said, it started having to fix some stuff here and there, but just to be expected, it's a 30 plus year old car. And I still have visions. I still have parts in my garage right now for what I want to, for like to put into it, like BC racing coilovers. Um, I forgot the name of those bucket seats, brawn bucket seats, I think reclinable bucket seats. New steering, not Nardi steering wheel, the quick release, uh, suspension arms, sway bars, like a lot. Like I want to repaint them so that they can match like the color that I fuck with. Like, yeah, you know, if you guys have seen my brand, you guys can see there's a certain palette that I fuck with and the car was going to be representative of that or is going to be representative of that. There's no past tense. I'm still getting that bitch back. I'm still fixing it. But yeah, okay. I keep trying to say going back to these bullet points. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, that's what ended up happening. I, I was never able to fix the car completely how I wanted because life and I, I just didn't. I started using my money to try to invest and make more and something fell through. Some things did it. It was a learning scenario. And, you know, here we are. But so let's clear the bullet points. How did I get into cars? How did I get into cars? Easiest question or easiest. Yeah, easiest question is the easiest answer. The Fast and the Furious. Um, I was that guy that the first Fast and the Furious, that was the movie that got me into it. I remember my buddy had it on DVD. My buddy Larry that I mentioned that had the Tercel and the Toyota Corolla, the SR5. He got it, at, which coincidentally is also the brother of uh, my buddy Nardo, who has the 300ZX that I mentioned, the red one. Z31, technically the model. They ended up, they ended up getting the DVD. And I remember if I think it's, if I'm not mistaken, it was the first DVD that he got and his mom had just purchased, like she, like she bought the DVD and the DVD player together. If I'm not mistaken, like it was a whole thing and that shit was popping too. I remember the audio being fire. We pop in the movie, we see it immediately get into the car scene, like all that shit's dope. And then a couple days later, at least it felt like a couple days later. We started playing a game called Tokyo Extreme Racer on Dreamcast. I don't know if anybody remembers that. I know eventually it came out for the PS2, but originally it came out for Dreamcast. We were playing one and then two came out. And then when we got two, it was cracking. But that's where we started playing Tokyo Extreme Racer. And that from then on, it was it was over. That's what made me love the R34 Skyline, which is my favorite car to date. 
we I don't know why I remember he was fixing one up and he made it look like damn near like a black like a Batmobile. It was like all but and Batman's like one of my top three favorite comic book characters. It was all black. The wing. The car was fast as fuck. Not even me knowing that a skyline is like top tier, like, you know, Godzilla fucking vehicle. Yeah, like the game just in the game, it was just whooping ass. I remember. So that's how my love for the R34 came about. And that's the one that got me into cars. Tokyo uh, combination of the Fast and Furious and Tokyo Extreme Racing. Because I remember when we when my family finally bought a DVD player and the whole nine. I remember I told my dad, I want Fast and the Furious. And I remember going to Sands Club. And if I'm not mistaken, we didn't pay for that shit. My dad had put it in, in it, by accident. Like, my dad had put it in, like, the, almost like the child seat part of the cart. But it was weird because it was, like, for, this was the first time Sands Club had, like, it was, like, a flatbed. But it also had like that little bucket in the front for like a. It wasn't for a kid, but it almost looked like it was for a kid. We just didn't have the leg openings, but it was still a bucket to put your shit with a flatbed. And we just put the DVD in there, and it was so deep in there. I don't know, my dad. He was pretty fucking slick. He probably did that shit on purpose, but we didn't end up paying for that shit. So I remember he remembers because when we got to the cart, it wasn't in the bag. Like we were putting everything in there, and then we just saw it, and we're like, <sighs> and then he, we got home and checked the receipt, and yep, sure enough, went there. So then, eventually, and then after Tokyo Extreme Racer, we got into Gran Turismo, I think, 3 on PS2. And then that that gave me more, like, that satisfied, like, the logical part of my brain, I guess you could say, was like, oh, this is how you fix up a car. Like, you know, anybody who plays Gran Turismo knows. I don't even got to explain myself. It's just Gran Turismo. It just further fueled the car shit. That's all I'm going to say. The third one. Ah. I played two for like a, actually, I'm going to take that back. I played two a lot because my sister's boyfriend at the time in high school, he had Trismo too. And I remember playing, there's a certain level. There used to be a certain race you could do, an old school race, and you get a, a old Mustang, like a 67 Mustang, I think it was, for like 75 grand. And you could just sell that shit. And you just do the race over and over and just sell that car. It used to be like a hack to just get a bunch of money. To get a bunch of money back in the day for for Grand Turismo two like that, and then three came out, and then we was on three, and then when four came out, four was four was fire. Three was dope for drifting, setting up the car for drifting on three was fun. It was easy. Four was a little bit more realistic. It took a little bit more skill to tune the car, but three was still there where it, you could it still had realism, and you could just tune it and just like just have fun with that shit. Fourth was dope to like really get your technique. Like, yo, I'm about to work on my shit. So that's what that one was. S13. Um, my build goals. Let's get to that. What would have been my build goals? What are going to be my build goals? Like I said, I already have the front and rear sway bars. And I made them adjustable. Had some suspension arms. But I think I'm still missing something. Like some inner and outer tie rods or something like that. So I want to wait to get everything together. So once I do everything, I could just get it to corner balanced and get everything tuned all at once. So I don't have to keep paying for it, the suspension tune. I got BC racing coilovers. I got brawn bucket seats, reclinable because they're my daily driver. If it wasn't my daily driver, it would not be reclinable. I have, I actually have a 300ZX ZR30, uh, sorry, ZR, blah. I have a Z32 uh, 300ZX shift knob in my 240. 
Um, I prefer that one, but I do have a Nismo shift knob as well that I could use. And it's like the old label Nismo where it looks like scratched, not like bubbly print with like the red O at the end. If that makes any sense. What else do I have? The coilovers, the sway bars, no exhaust. I want to get Watanabe wheels for it. Like with thick tires too. I got to, I got to re-remember how to get the, how to choose the tire correctly so that I can have it looking like thick. And on my Instagram, I've lately been following a lot of S13 pages and stuff like that. And it's been motivating me like, man, I could, I can do it. Like I've been so motivated lately and so positive in my mind, like just to take a slight pause from the car thing is I'm going to explain this, but if you're watching the YouTube, then you can see this and I will show it on the video. I made this, I edited this photo, right? This photo is a picture of my social medias, okay? The top one is my Instagram. The middle one is my TikTok. And the bottom one is my YouTube, okay? What I did is I edited the follower numbers. And I don't know if you can make that out. I'm trying to show it clearly, somewhat clearly on the camera, right? I changed all my follower amounts to show 1 million. All right, I edited it on a... On a the computer, some program called Palatno. One million followers on everything. And I've been looking at this every day since I made it. I made it, yeah, well, I'm, that's somewhat exaggerating. I made it yesterday. Or two days ago at this point now, because it's like 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. And that's kind of like me bringing my, my mental into reality. Like, yo, I keep looking at this. I keep putting it out there. I've been getting a lot of positive feedback from people. So I want to take a brief moment to say thank you. And I appreciate all of y'all who have been supporting me and following me at this point and liking my stuff and the content that I'm doing. Hopefully I could bring you guys much more. Hopefully you guys can enjoy these talks and we can have like live right now. What I'm trying to do is get on live so I could game live. So y'all can see me play some street fighter and some Marvel's Capcom. Those are my two games. Eventually work up my way to upgrading my computer. Cause this is on a laptop, a dated laptop, but I want to get my, um, Get a new, get like a new PC, a gaming PC. Cause if I get a gaming PC, it can definitely handle editing. So get a gaming PC, build it up. Show you all the build process too. Cause I used to build computers back in the day and work on computers in high school. So I can share some of that knowledge as well. And then, you know, go from, go from there. Like that's like my computer's really, it's not lagging me, but it could be better, but I'm working with what I got and I'm doing pretty damn good. So driving goals. So. I want to learn how to drift, like legit drift. I have the drift Bible and I've never practiced any of these things that are on there, but like busting a donut, doing 180s, uh, quick 90s, figure eights, like the whole nine. I had, I have like these two DVDs that were always like my training. I seen them for years whenever I was just putting away laundry or drawing or whatever. It was just always playing in the, in the fucking background. It was the drift Bible and mission drifting was the other one, which, and then between the techniques between both of them was solid. So like, one day, like I, I wish to have some kind of, I want to be able to host some kind of a Gymkhana event in Japan. It's called Gymkhana, but here it's like, I think technically it's considered autocross, which you got to do essentially it's a style of driving where you have to do like, it's almost like a course, but it's not like in a course where you do laps in a sense. It's, it's like laid out, like you'll have some cones there. You'll have a lot of them just use straight up cones or, and then like, I mean, tires and stuff, but like, let's say. You'll have to do like three donuts around this cone and then you have to go this way for like 50 feet or 100 feet. And then you got to bust like a figure eight 
and come out of there and then you got to drift this whole like little turn right here come back to the first cone do a figure eight instead of a donut and then complete something and it's it's just timed and every event is different like all you need is a parking lot and then you can just be creative about how you want to lay shit out and then you go i would love to host some kind of little events like that and just start getting in the car community like that and again this comes with eventually when i'm successful and i have my financial freedom where i'm set eventually after everything else that would be coming in profits i would i would i just want to give back like that's the whole purpose like i would love to like just host skating events hold uh car meets like that like gymkhana events like just run on a parking lot and get it done and just figure out what i would need to do to, to get it done permissions and all that um things like that like i would love to do that i've been talking with um a lady about doing some gardening seminars as well so um we're sticking to the car stuff here but like you know just to let y'all know other stuff that i got going on in this channel so let's go back to the bullet points what else do we got uh, just if you're not seeing this i'm just reading this off my phone like legit old school if you've seen this in the video this is as easy as it needs to be just dot it down i jotted these throughout the day and just like okay this is what it is this is what it is but yeah if you've never heard of it gymkhana um i think you should know about it because there was a dude that passed away is it ross petty I feel like I'm wrong. The guy that was like, he drifted crazy for like monster and stuff like that who passed away or whatever. He used to host a lot of Gymkhana events. So if you ever seen that, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's that kind of stuff. To me, that's more entertaining than, I don't know, doing lap. But time attack is fun. Don't get me wrong. But for me personally, like if I was behind the wheel, like I would want to do stuff like that. Um, dream car garage let's get to the dream car garage like i said my number one dream car r34 nissan skyline gtr v-spec 2 if i'm really being picky give me the nismo r34 z-tune fire or mine's r34 skyline i'll take that one or hks skyline there's so many good ones out there honestly just give me the fucking skyline i'll take it i also have the nsx on here you can't go wrong with a honda VTEC mid-engine too to me the nsx is it kind of has like the body wise of it it's it kind of has like the like the ferrari of of japan's cars in a way it just has a very like a uh, exoticness to it I, I like it so i definitely want to go with the nsx for sure s15 just because i've been a silver kid my whole life i've had the s13 the whole time uh so i feel like the s15 would only be um appropriate want to go with the also the old school if i'm going old school there's two cars actually there's a 240z and there's the r34 sorry i don't even know what i think it, i don't even know if what r30 it's considered if it is considered one um but the hakosuka gtr the one from the 60s or 70s if i'm not mistaken hatchback or coupe but i'll take the hat uh i want both honestly because the hatchback version just looks like like it'll dip but like the coupe version just looks like a like a dope ass daily like i don't know I, I i'll just get both of them and satisfy both urges but and if you don't know which car that is if you've seen i think it's fast and furious the one where they go to brazil and honestly probably like arguably one of the best ones they go the one that uh when where's that car show up it's in the beginning when brian and uh mia they go to meet up vince and he's driving like that black car like that old school black car on the way like you know when they eat the scene and they're fucking starving and they're just like gorging their food down that scene so 
before they're like when they the car that they're using to get there that's that old school skyline so some people didn't even know but like that that car is like legit like that's a great car to have it's so soto it's just old school looking they look like it's like dingy like oh they're just driving in a whatever car but if you know you know that car is what's up so those would be my old school cars all japanese cars like i said those are honorable mentions toyota supra rx7s obviously how can you not uh but like for me r34 nsx s15 and then old school i'll take the hakosuka over the 240z but if i can get whatever i want this list would be a lot longer and who knows when i'm successful maybe it will be there's a spot in florida called montu motors that they import your cars over from japan so when you get it from them it's already registered in the state of florida so you just have to take the car with you and register it to the state that you're in the only difficulty that i had when i registered it here in georgia is insurance so because the car comes from japan it doesn't have 17 digits in the vin number like they like the cars here did i say that right the cars in japan have 11 vin numbers the cars here have 17 so that was a complication for some for like two or three that i kept running into except farmers Farmers were like, oh, we'll just put a bunch of zeros in it and then use the, the rest of the 11 digits. I was like, bless y'all. Yeah, this is fucking perfect. And they did my home insurance, so I got a discount. So aside from that, everything else, the whole transaction with them went smooth. I had no issues. They even, before I even got the car, they re-looked over the car, hit me up, told me, hey, you know, we noticed that there was an issue with the car. We're working on it right now just to let you know. Um, and then we'll let you know when the issue is resolved and it was resolved within like a day or two but the fact that they even reached out and just let me know and then that you know just serves to the quality of it and i've gone through what they've sold and still uh, what they've sold still and they still have good inventory i think at this point too you can also request so as long as the car is over 25 years old which is why i was able to get the r32 here in the first place because the reason i ran into them is i didn't even mention this part i used to own an r32 skyline i used to own an r32 gtr this is how i found out about them in the first place and you can finance you don't even got to pay shit up front i was paying 420 a month for the car i went through what is now lightstream i think truest it, it's now truest but that's who i went with to get to get it if i'm not mistaken but you could talk with them you could do financing the whole nine but that's how I ended up getting it. So because the car is over 25 years old, it's legally to be imported now because you don't have to worry about emissions or smog checks, however you say it in your state. So that's why I ended up getting it. And I had it for like two, three years. And the job that I had when I had it, I lost it during COVID and the whole nine and some other personal stuff. So I wasn't able, I didn't have the upkeep. I was, I didn't have the finances for the upkeep for the vehicle. So I sold, and I'm gonna be real with you. It would have hurt me more to sell the 240 than I than the Skyline, because me selling the Skyline, I just told myself if I do what I'm doing right, if I do what I gotta do right and do me right, then the car will come back to me with other cars as well. Right now, this is the smart financial decision. So that because the 240 was already paid for, like my dad paid 3,900 cash if I'm not mistaken, and probably one of the best investments in his fucking life. So now i just now i just had the the s13 i think i had the skyline for like two three years and it was fun don't get me wrong it was fucking great it was great they 
there was a shop here called Evolve Tuning that tuned it here in uh, Duluth, Georgia. If you ever want some some cars getting tuned, that's your, them, them your boys. Um, but yeah, that's I almost forgot to mention that I had a Skyline. I forget sometimes. Um, what else? Jim Connor events. Yeah, that's it. Okay, we're about to be done. The last thing I'm going to mention on cars is Formula One. So, funny thing about this is my name is Sergio Perez. Like the Mexican driver of Red Bull. Yes, yes, you are correct. I've had many of customer service people out of the country wishing I was him because at the end of the conversation, every time they assist me with customer service, I've had many of times with customers, and they're usually male. I'm going to be honest with you. They're all male that I've had this interaction with, but they all tell me the same thing. Like, sir, do you watch Formula One? I was like, yes. Yes, I do. And I'm, I apologize. I wish I was him for your sake in this conversation. He was like, man, I saw your name. And I was like, there's no way. And I was like, yeah, there, there's no way. I'm not him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I'm trying to think, like, how do I use my, how do I use the fact that a famous person has my exact name to my advantage to grow this, to grow the brand? Because I've still been trying to figure out, like, I'm like 90, 95% done with, like, I feel like the the messaging and what the brand is supposed to represent and all that stuff. There's just like a little 5% that I'm missing. And I've noticed it when a coworker of mine asked me what the brand stood for. And I still didn't have that immediate sure answer. It took me a while to get to the answer that I wanted. And I'm not even sure if I liked the answer that I gave. Not that it was wrong or anything like that, but it just wasn't constructed how I wanted it to be said. And I'm using a book that's actually helping me kind of formulate it and all that stuff so that I can present it properly and, and have some structure to it and bring you guys like quality content, content and information and stuff like that and enthusiasm. Like, I don't know a bunch of the shit I'm pretty sure that I, I'm going to be talking about eventually, but I like to learn. I love to learn. That's where the K in Kinko stands for knowledgeable. So I am very much a sponge when it comes to certain stuff. I have a topic that I'll eventually talk about that is called my hermit years, but back to Formula One. I got into Formula One with my buddy Greg at UTI when we were there. He used to watch it. I always wondered where you could watch. And he used that's when I found out like, oh, in, at least in California, he's like, bro, it's like early as fuck in the morning. It's like six or seven Friday, Saturday, Sunday, not every week. And you have to have the speed channel because back then it was only on speed channel. I was like, oh, okay. And then eventually when I came here to Georgia, I started watching it. I tried to somewhat keep up with it. Eventually I did. I ended up finally eventually just getting into it. I don't even remember what year specifically, but I got into it for like two. Uh, it had to be like 2017, 2018. Cause I was into it for a solid year or two. Then COVID hit and then COVID kind of got me out of it. Cause like a lot of the races were getting canceled and there wasn't that many on the map this year. Cause countries were closing down and stuff like that. So reasonably so and all that stuff. But it just like, as a fan, I was just like, fuck like, all right, this is this this isn't you know it's not as exciting and then i go to my cousin's house in tampa my cousin john and he who's got a business going on right now where he's helping people with their credit and stuff like that so if y'all interested on that i think it's called like silver credit or something like that but reach out to me if y'all interested and i'll shoot y'all a link and uh he was telling me about um the drive to survive series and I think this was around the time Lewis Hamilton had, had just appeared on 
David Letterman show on Netflix. And we're watching the show. And I forgot how. Well, first of all, the, the you know, Netflix does what it do. It's going to make the show enticing. But like it was just triggering memories for me. Like, damn, I forgot how exciting just the races were to watch and stuff like that. So like I'm having memories of like seeing the actual races in my head because I've actually seen them. And then like the drama of Netflix unfolding and stuff like that. And I actually do remember that season because the I think the season they were showing was the season where Sergio Perez comes back from like last place and wins first place, I think. Something like that. He wasn't even in Red Bull yet. He was still in Racing Point where he rocks the pink, the pink uniform. And the, but that whole race was wild. Like Hamilton was out with COVID. George Russell races for Mercedes. He wasn't even in Mercedes then yet. At that point, he's racing for Williams. So that there was just a lot going on. But still, the fact that Sergio Perez came from last place all the way to first, regardless, it's still a testament to skill because all those drivers are still top tier. You're still in Formula One, and for you to still come from last place all the way to first, that's that, that's crazy. But like we're talking like. You just had a bunch of funky shit happen, like like bad tires, um, tire changes from Mercedes. Somebody, I think, punctured a tire too. Like it, it was just a lot. It's honestly, it's arguably the race that probably put him on the, on the sites for Red Bull because his contract was going to expire that year with Racing Point, anyways. And Red Bull was just like, nah. I mean, if he can, see, if he was able to do this, we are gonna take him. And literally, this was like one of the last races of the season too. And so, like, this dude just put himself on the map. And, you know, he's been racing with them for, like, two, three years. So, like I said, I'm trying to figure out a way that I can... And not, not negatively. Like, I don't want to abuse it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to promote a positive message anyways. Like, and I think what I'm leaning towards is, like, everything that I do is going to be... It, it all comes back to me in my mind with my fruit trees. Like, bringing food out to the world, real food teaching people how to propagate fruit trees so we can have more in the world and then teaching you how to profit it, profit off of it so that like as you see y'all can build up a sneaker collection like i have behind me or y'all can buy car parts that y'all need just sell a couple fruit trees that literally money grows on trees and then you know you can you can work on that stuff when you're providing food back to the earth and everything like that you learn a skill which we're gonna fucking need eventually because who knows where the hell this world's going now with food and like I said, you can work on your hobbies. You can use the profits to work on your hobby. Just be a side hustle that does nothing. Really, the care is like a couple minutes a day. Just kind of sit it, and then you can come back, and then boom. You could even grow enough plants. Like, oh, I need this many plants to sell, so I can grow this, so I can like buy this car part, and boom, make that like a little objective or something like that. Trust me, I tell you, when the garden when the gardening bug hits, it hits. But I think that's what I'm going to lead towards something like that. Because you can, you can use a profit store or anything. Like I said, fix your car up. If you just need little stuff for the interior, boom, sell, grow a couple plants, sell them. And we're good to go. So I think on that note, I'm going to end that. Uh, more so with the cars. And I'm going to include gaming on this. Grand Turismo. Eventually, I want to get a VR set to like a whole VR. Like simulation, sorry. Simulation thing. To no, I think they come with the VR headset too. I'm doing the whole nine. The best that you can do right now up to date for playstation or gaming grand trismo i want to do that eventually so stay tuned for that hopefully you guys enjoy the episode in the podcast if you guys are interested for anything that has to do with anime gaming skateboarding cars gardening i feel like there's one i'm missing i need to write these down 
Um, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here. That's what I love. A lot of my content that I do online is, is honestly all that. It's exactly that, what I just mentioned. So I appreciate y'all's time. Much love. You guys have a safe day, night, evening, whatever time you guys are listening to this. At whatever time you guys are listening to this. And if you guys haven't followed or subscribed, please do so. I would appreciate it. You know, trying to grow this tribe, trying to grow fruit trees, obviously. Spread them out into the world. Give them to those who need it so we can just eat for free, y'all. Thank you. Much love. Peace.